12.40 a.m. WSBC. Welcome mm-hmm. back, folks, to another week of the Hooli's Hooli Radio Hour. Yes. This show is presented to you by Fox's Pizza in Orland Park in Mokina. Correct. Finest thin crust pizza on the south side of Chicago, especially in yes. Orland Park. And Mokina. And Mokina. Yeah. Flood Brothers Disposal. Mm-hmm. If you have refuse issues, you don't have to have, you don't even have to have issues. You just need them. You just have gar- you need garbage people to come pick your stuff up. Right. You might as well call the best in the world at it, the mm-hmm. Flood Brothers. Yeah. Madden Funds. Everyone says there's a new new a new uh, AI 2.0 Chat GPT 2.0 coming out. There's a window to get rich. The next revolution's ah. happening. If you jump in that game and you do very well for yourself, yes. call Mike or Dan Madden and sure. ask him how you do it. Yeah. And Guinness Irish Stout. Guinness is good for you. My name's Patty Houlihan. I'll be your host all hour. Joining me as always to my left, twin What's brother What's happening? Bill. It's good to be here. Um, you just sparked my brain there. Good. Um, with the um, chat GPT. What is, what is this? Am I missing out on something? Oh, I've been seeing a lot of these the, the, on my Facebook scroll. You know what your feed you mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. My, my, my feed. Yeah. See a uh-huh. picture of this guy all the time. James Altruacher, I believe his last name is. I gotta look him up. You seen this guy? No. He first the, my first exposure to this guy was on LinkedIn. I mean, is he just as popular? I think it's James as, uh... El, James Altruacher. I think okay. that's how you say it. Is he just as popular as what's his name? Um, the guy from V Shred. Vince Sant? Vince Sant. Yeah, he's a long internet celebrity <laughs> fame as Vince Sant. From, there he is, Bill. Oh, wow. No, I have not but seen But, Mike, him. look at the other picture of him. A he little looks like bit. a curly-haired Bill Gates. A li- ah, no, he doesn't. Okay. He kind of looks like, um, yeah, he's like a little bit Dustin Diamond, a little Screech-ish. Okay. Maybe like a little bit of Sarah Gilbert from Roseanne. Like if I took Sarah Gilbert and Screech and mashed them together. Okay, yeah, that's kind of a and good then, and then And then sprinkle the little Bill Gates in. You get this so guy. So you take Gates, Dustin Diamond, and Sarah, And Sarah Gilbert. Sarah Gilbert. Yeah, from Roseanne. And you mash them together. You get, you, you get James Altwitcher, who is who is this guy is all over the <laughs> all over my Facebook because he's yeah. like, he's a stock pro uh, stock picker. Okay, one of those guys. Okay, but also sort of one of those guys who got very wealthy in the dot com boom. Um, but more than anything, he's you know a contributor and a writer to several publications as a freelancer. He's kind of mm-hmm. well known, and, but he's branded himself. He's got like a cult status, right? Okay, and so he's marketing himself on my feed ah. uh, as to like. You know, the next boon is coming with, uh, you know, artificial intelligence 2.0, they're calling it, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, and if you buy into this program before July, before January 9th. Oh, it's one of those. This is your only window to ever be like the guy you know who invested in Amazon early. And you know where he is right now. Yeah. Living in Florida in a huge house on the beach. Who you know us? Uh, everybody who invested in Amazon is. <laughs> Yeah. Anyone who got lots and lots of money out of nowhere. Jesus! Right, where do you want to go? Uh, the beach in a big house and be left alone. Oh. Regardless, you asked me about uh, the internet thing at the top of the show. And, yeah. Uh, I said, yeah, that's, uh, you know, artificial intelligence 2.0 well, is that's, coming. It's interesting. I'm it's interesting. Not... Well, do you ever feel like you're left? I'm a... a sucker for that kind of marketing, though. Well, yeah. Get ripped. 
Get you know, get rich. Well, because if you you're know, none like, of those oh, things, like if you, if I was already good. wealthy and some curly-haired yo-yo was going, I can't <laughs> tell you about how you make sixty bucks in the next six minutes with AI. You know, you'd be like, get lost. If, yeah, if I was already wealthy, I'd be like, off my screen, minion. You know, like click, click. Right. But I'm not that guy. And this guy's extremely eccentric looking, right? So you've been, he's got you. We've been duped. You've been duped. I've said this years ago. You create a costume for yourself in life if you want to do it. Right. You can do that. You can take a shtick on and a look and go, I'm going to be the guy. I'm going to, you know. Right. And then run with that. And people remember it. And that's what, you know, that's essentially this guy. That's what happens when you take Screech, Sarah Gilbert. And uh, and Dustin Diamond and, and who else was it? Screech and uh, Screech is Dustin Diamond. Yeah, I know, but it, it was... was Screech, Bill Gates, and Sarah Gilbert. That's it. When you smash them all together, <laughs> you get personalities on the internet like that. Well, what do you think people would say about us? Are we anybody smashed together? Oh yeah, I'm a little bit of Ryan Reynolds and oh. uh, um, a little bit of Christy Turlington and a little oh. bit of Ed Burns. Oh, you're giving your, a, oh my gosh! A spring, a spring, a smidgen so of Will Arnett. You're a beautiful person, then, aren't you? Well, yeah. I'm eccentric. You I'm know, a lot of no ugly people involved in your uh, meshing. No. Yeah. Do you no. think people ever do that? When like, are, do you think there's people that are yeah. like, oh, nobody goes, you know, you like, kind of honest, like, oh, okay, I'll throw an ugly guy in, but if he was with this person and that person, and they, if three people were allowed to have a baby together, you'd be the result, I, maybe. Well, we're getting a little bit insane now, but you're saying that you're if you were going to take two celebrities and mesh them together, the closest celebrities you could think of would produce you. So you have to pick those two celebrities. Is that what you're saying? Or three? Three. All right. And you're saying that some people out there are going to have to, you, like, I think you have to put an ugly guy in. Maybe I made a mistake. Just to balance things Just out. Just to balance things out so you don't look too ego-driven, you would have to throw an ugly person in there. Well, Otherwise, if you said, I'm this, this, and this. There would be people just hating all over you. Well, how do you categorize ugly? You know, one man's gold is another, you know, like. That is true. It's, yeah. you know, the it's in the eye of the beholder. What is ugly? Yeah. What is ugly? Yeah. Buy this stock in the next 20 minutes and I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah. Ugly is not clicking the link below. Ugly is losing money. Mm-hmm. Ugly is a lot of things. Yeah, it is. But not me. Have you had, yeah, has anybody ever called you ugly? Probably, but not to my face. He's ugly. Ah, uh, has anyone? Hey, anybody ever told you or asked you or said that you're ugly? Kind of a mean thing to say to somebody. It's very mean. It's an honest question. Has anyone ever told me I'm ugly to my face? Not many. Would you, you know? rather be called a dork or ugly? Uh, I would say, or a geek. A dork, geek, ugly. You get to pick. One. I have to pick one of those three. So, like, what if you were a dork, a geek, and an ugly guy all together? What would that make? A loser. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. Okay, this, this is like, going off the rails. Here. <laughs> I saw If I had to pick between a dork, a geek, and a loser, I pick dork. I think most people would pick dork. That's what. Th this is where the debate <laughs> should go. <laughs> These are the kinds of questions that Trump needs to be that, that you softball to him. Yeah. Mm hmm. I think I'm a little bit Sarah Gilbert from the Connors. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. I'm a little bit Kobe Bryant. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. All right. And a little what? A little Mark Paul Gosselier? And I'm a tiny bit Mark Paul Gosselier. You push them <laughs> together. You get me? So if Mark Paul Gosselier, Kobe Bryant, and Sarah Gilbert got together, you'd get Trump. Mm-hmm. President wow. Trump, can I speak with you for a moment? Um, 
let, we're going to stop saying Mark Paul Gosler because <laughs> his metrics are low. <laughs> so when you're asked the question again next time, pick a different celebrity, and I have another one for you. It's Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> if I had. <laughs> Not a chance. Yeah. What else is going Wouldn't on? That, would, could a celebrity sue a politician for saying that? Where, like, if Trump came out and, and said something crazy, like, when you take Sarah Gilbert and Dustin Diamond and Mark Paul Gasslier and you smash them together, you get a little bit of Donald. Would those people then, and, and everyone in the audience would be like, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the Iowa caucuses are like, mm-hmm, interesting. Now, all those people have dibber, differing uh, political issues. And, and beliefs, but when you mesh them all together, you give me the greatest, greatest political belief in the world. My yeah. Trump's getting worse. I got to work on it. Well, he hasn't. Been, I mean, he, he's all over the place, but like, it's not. You don't get your everyday speaking tidbits that you used to. You know? No. Yeah, because it's been, <laughs> he's been censored yeah. in many ways. He's in, he's in a courtroom. He's not allowed to be. Uh, yeah. Uh, like, are you pining for those moments? Like, it I looks don't know. like some it, people are. Yep. Uh, as as someone who loves comedy, I am. <laughs> I'm like, yes! You know, like, yeah. I mean, you can't deny how good Donald was for uh, satire comedians and everybody. Like, it's amazing. You know, they, saw, the guy hasn't been president and they're still not off him. They well, never left him. Well, I went, I made it, I know we always talk about this. About what? We never talk about politics. I don't talk like talking about, about politics. Goodwill. Oh, yeah, the store Goodwill? Well, I, I went, um, as I always do. Um, uh, the other day after I got off work, you know, mm-hmm. so I stroll in there around, I don't know, it was like 5.30 or so, 5.45. I was on my way home for an account. I was like, oh, I'm going to pop in there. Yeah. And as you know, I just like to go in there and just, I, you know, I've, I don't go in there with an agenda sometimes. I just go in there like, what's what's peeping around? Huh? Find any, You're hunting. Find any treasures? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, there was a Donald Trump wig. Oh. That was like in mint condition like still like an unopened it said you know, oh unopened yeah it said like president's wig you know and it was a picture of a guy and i it was four dollars and 99 cents oh you gotta have that and i should have bought it just but to I, have it around the house yeah just to like put it on for mm-hmm. a few laughs yeah hey check this out like have a party at your house with a few beers and just right. put on the trump wig go to the bathroom put the trump wig on <laughs> come back out and go i'm a little bit sarah gilbert i'm a little <laughs> bit <laughs> dustin diamond dustin diamond yeah um so i saw that and uh, I, you know, I was heartbroken the next, not heartbroken, but I was a little bit, I had some buyer's remorse. And I had some buyer's remorse about something else. And we should probably get to that. I know where you'll never get buyer's remorse. Where? Fox's Pizza yeah. in Mokina yeah. in Orland Park. Yeah. This yeah. show is presented by it. More Hooli's Hooli after this. Chicago Southsiders have always known where to get the best pizza on earth. Fox's Pizza. For over a half century, the Fox family has been creating that delicious thing crust za that your mouth will tell you. This can only be Fox's. It's a Chicago Beverly neighborhood institution at 99th and Western, as well as in South Suburban Orland Park, where they combine delicious food with an Irish pub ambiance. Fox's is owned by Tom and Frank Fox, whose parents, Frank and Therese, bought the Western Avenue location from Al Capone's sister back in 1964. The Fox family opened the doors to their Orland Park location in 1973 at 143rd and Ravinia Avenue. Chicagoans will recognize the stone turrets of their Irish castle, where great times have been celebrated for generations. Fox's is perfect for the whole family. Pick up or delivery. Or you can dine in, relax, and have a cocktail with your dinner. Whether it's steak, ribs, chicken, or especially pizza, it's all good. Having a party? Fox's also does catering. 
Call Fox's in Chicago's Beverly neighborhood at 773-239-3212 or in South Suburban Orland Park at 708-349-2111. Mention this show for a free toothpick. Flood Brothers Disposal was started over 90 years ago by their grandfather. With more than 20 family members still involved with the day-to-day operations, the floods are service-oriented and believe that the right way is the only way to do something. Flood Brothers is price competitive and still offers the personal touch in an industry-trending corporate. For client-centric service without all the corporate garbage, call Flood Brothers today for a quote on your solid waste recycling and yard waste collection services. Call Bob Flood today at 630-261-0400 or go online at floodbrothersdisposal.com. With a history going all the way back to 1896, the International Union of Operating Engineers has continued to protect workers and their families with loyalty and brotherhood. Local 150 has continued to thrive through economic booms and busts with careful training and aggressive organizing. Under the leadership of President and Business Manager Jim Sweeney, Local 150 has implemented programs and action plans to create work, protect benefits, and keep members working. And they've been helping the Irish-American community of Chicagoland for just as long. The Hibernian Radio Show is proud to be associated with Jim Sweeney and Local 150, and we salute the continuing efforts of the International Union of Operating Engineers and their support of Irish and Irish-American families now and in the future. Thanks to Local 150. Hey, listeners, I know we don't talk about finance much on this show, outside maybe the amazing Bitcoin the musical, which we currently have in development. But I do want to take a moment and tell you about two brothers who make this show possible and why you should consider having an honest conversation with them about the future of your finances. Mike and Dan Madden are the brains behind Madden Funds. They've been lifelong friends to Bill Clay and me, and we entrust the Maddens with our money and the precious donations of our listeners so we don't let outrageous ideas get the best of us. And you should, too. Do yourself a favor and reach out to Dan or Mike Madden today to book a consultation on the future of your finances. If you have questions about your financial future or current situation, give them a call. The number is 708-848-3200. Again, that number is 708-848-3200. Or you can visit their website, Madden Funds, at www.maddenfunds.com. Again, www.maddenfunds.com. And we're back. Hoolies, hoolies. Yes, sir. Call the Maddens. I think Lucky Day Lotto, hashtag Lucky Day. Yeah. Is that 500 G's? Yes, tonight. it is. Good for you. Be a nice Illinois little lottery. They love us, right? Nice little hit, wouldn't it? Let me win. Um, Yeah, I went to Goodwill. And I know we talk about this all the time. And I'm sorry, it's an addictive compulsive habit of mine. All right? Yeah. And some th- some things could be worse for pe- other people. You oh, could, you absolutely. Know, drinking after work. You know, you could be doing all kinds of crazy stuff. You picked thrifting. I like thrifting. Right. Uh, if I have if I have an hour to spare, I'll go and I, if it's with like all of a sudden, oh that's a thrift shop. Let me go check that out. Our right. listeners know this. Yeah, they know that. Anyways, I found myself. You know, I saw the Trump wig in there. Right. You know, I was looking at weird stuff. I had a. Uh, I had you ever seen a magnified mirror, like a hand mirror? Oh yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. Like maybe if you were like like okay like you put one side of it you it's just like normal. And then the other side of it is like magnified, right? Like okay. They have them in like hair salons and stuff like that. I think hotels, hotels have them. Yeah. Um, I Thank saw you, one. Mike. Shout out to Mike. I Sarkowski. saw one and I was like, oh, you know, this would be good if I ever wanted to pop a zit. You know. Yep. 
So I was like, I better, you know. Yeah, this is uh, good for looking at like weird things like, on my head. Yeah, like on what my, is that thing? on my bald head? Yeah, but what is that? Cl- yeah, and that's old guy problems. Yeah. As you get like, especially the Irish, because your yeah. skin goes. Do I need to look at this tooth. Let me get this thing yeah, underneath like, my. You know, anyway, is, is that a zit, a freckle, <laughs> or a mole? Anyways, or a growth of some kind growing right, in my head. Right. So, I had it in my hand, and um, I had a uh, a T-shirt uh, that I saw there. Um, you got to tell us what that is. What, it was actually a very nice T-shirt. Well, just plain? No, it was um, a Guinness T-shirt. Oh, nice. ring-a-ding-ding for but Guinness, it, one but of it our sponsors. It wasn't for me. It was. Um, I saw it and was like, now I'm to the point where I'm going into thrift shops and I'm buying things for friends. It's gotten that nuts for me. Yeah. Because I talk to my friends, they tell me what they're interested in or what they might want to do with it. I'm like, ooh, man, they might like this. You know, and I'm like, it's only eight bucks. Bill, that's extremely you know, generous of you, actually. Yeah, so I, I I like going in there and just be like, oh, that, I'd like to help them out if they need something like that, you know. You're so the hunter. You're the Goodwill I'm the hunter. hunter. Like sometimes I'm at a place, I'll take a picture. You're of You're going to Goodwill. First you went for yourself. Now you're doing it for Goodwill. For other people. For other people's happiness. Wow. Yeah. Um, including my own. Yeah. Um, anyways. Um, Any good underwear? <laughs> there was a there was a pair of underwear that I saw that were like triple XLs. They were like triple XLs for like boxer briefs. Those would be nah, strange to see a man that size wearing boxer briefs. Those won't fit. Maybe if I pin them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one leg. You know? Anyways, um, I had the mirror. I had the T-shirt, and then the Trump wig, like all in my hand. You sure. Know, as I was like searching around, and I'm always interested. Um, and then I saw like this little table game. It's almost like a bags game mm-hmm. um, that like you would play in your backyard, like cornhole. But yeah. It's like a miniature version. That like you would... cornhole, Grandpa. Say what the hell did you say? <laughs> but there's was... a game called cornhole. But it was like one of those games. I know there is, but it wasn't done with no wooden planks or sandbags. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I got like a miniature version of one. Where you could play it almost as like a drinking game inside your apartment if you wanted to. Oh, you know, okay, I was like, oh, cool. this might be fun for people to just goof around with if you have company over and they're goofing around in your living room, right? Yeah. So it was five bucks. You know, I thought maybe your son would like it, you know? So sure. I, uh, I got it. All right. So I've got all these things in my hand. I dropped the mirror. Oh. Okay. This is how crazy. The one thing that you really Wait, were hold sweet on. on. This is, this is, like, look at this, this mirror. Is, this, this is even crazier. I dropped the mirror. It's the first time this happened to me in a good world, by the way. You broke it. The handle broke off of it. Yep. Did you okay. own up to it and pay for it? Well, I took the handle and I put it in my pocket because I went, you know what? I'll still buy it and I'll just tape the handle back on when I get home. That's wow, how you're, you're paying for, for garbage now. <laughs> I was paying for garbage now. It was di- mm-hmm. $1.99. All right. You're, ah, you're like, the, yeah. I'm like, I wonder if they would give it to me half off. You know, like, I mean, you hear people like crash in those stores, like stuff breaking all the time because people are just Reckless. rifling through it. Oh, yeah. Know? Oh, yeah. Um, so then I have it all in my hand. And I'm not, I've now graduated from the area where you're looking at little trinkets and glassware and, you know, house, all that junk area. Into now, men's clothing. Now I'm into clothing. Oh, I went by the, uh, no, first I went by the picture frames. Oh, all right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I noticed something while I was there that I had never really thought about that much. Okay. I'm amazed yep. at the amount of people that donate frames with their family pictures in them. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. <laughs> you know what I mean? So then I found myself um, just looking at all of them, and I had to pull out my phone and take some pictures. And yeah. I was like, wow. You know, I'm like, right. 
you know, this would be a great social media post. What are the stories behind these people's lives? It'd be actually, it would be a fun social experiment if you could track them down. Like, I saw this at a Goodwill. Why did you get, but you know what I think happens in those scenarios? That the pictures that like that, uh, where they're- But there was a picture. I feel like those are the victims of like tragedies of some kind where the estates or the families are just like, get rid of everything. You Maybe. Know? Yeah. Oh, there you go. Mike has a, a great note. Un- unsold items from estate sales. Where do those I go? I don't know. But- I know where they go, actually. It's a great question. There's a resale shop here up on Milwaukee Avenue but like, when I know, was into thrifting. Here's a picture. You know, just a family picture, you know? Yeah. Okay. You getting know. back to that. Okay. Okay. Here's one that says daddy's girl. Like, is that from an estate sale? Like, or maybe somebody's grandma. No, Mike it, was just know? saying what happens to those items. Oh, right. Um, but here was what I'm saying, Bill. Yes. About what, getting back to what I, my theory is about people who donate old family photos of them still in the picture frames to Goodwill. My personal favorite. Well, the audience <laughs> can't see it this week. We're not um, taping. No, for I know, and I and I probably could get in trouble for posting it on the internet. But yeah, you can't post the identities um, on other people. No, but I uh, you're I took, amused that they're like kind of you know hillbillyish or, <laughs> yes, or you yes. know. Or, uh, and uh, I was gonna buy the picture of these five women that are like they look like heavy like heavy sisters. Yes, heavy and sisters. They're yes. all like bunched together. One girl's like laying down. Another girl's <laughs> heavy <laying> sisters. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I was you gonna buy where, it. Where did you get that photo of those heavy sisters? <laughs> I was gonna buy it and hang it in my kitchen. I like your style. And if people came over, I was gonna tell them they were like my great friends. Oh, that was my starting. Oh, five. you want to troll people who come to your apartment and pretend like you know the people <laughs> like, in those photos? Who's that? Like, oh, that's the basket girls basketball team that I coach. Well, it comes back to like remember that scene in the Burbs where Bruce Dern goes over to the Klopex house and Courtney Gaines answers the door. Yeah. And Bruce Dern's walking around the, uh, the the Klopex house, and he sees the picture frame, and he goes, "Yeah, it's a beautiful girl, Rube." You know, something like yeah. that. He goes, "He goes, girlfriend," and the, and uh, Courtney Gaines goes, "Came with the frame, right? right Came right. with the frame." You yes. know, uh, it's the same concept. Well, that's it. You see pictures in Goodwill, and some, and some of them do come with the frame, and then you're like, "No way, this was not a, this did not come with the frame." Well, getting you know? back to my, here's one of my theories of where where those pictures come from. Right. The family has had a tragedy, right? They're all in jail or like there's been something criminal or they're victims or something like that's my theory, right? Okay. And that whatever happens is that the other families descend on those homes and it's, you know, they're just cleaning out the house and they're just like, give it all away. Everything. We're not, we don't want anything to do with it. We're erasing this from our lives existence. Like move it. Right. Yeah. Maybe. And then these photos show up, you know, well, that's why I say if there's you a heck to, of a story you know, behind these well, photos. We have a lot of police officers in your, in your place because we tape the hibernianradio.org uh, mm-hmm. hour right. in your apartment, which is dedicated to first responders. Yeah. Like if you hung some of those photos, they up, would laugh their ass off. They wouldn't so, laugh. Like oh, one of the, one of the guys would come in and be like, why is Elshante Jackson Jr.'s mother on the wall? He was one of the founders of the Gangster Disciples. You know, he'd um, be like, um, I found, I found, it, it, found it at a goodwill. <laughs> Thought it would make for an interesting conversation piece. Yeah. Well, it does. It absolutely but that, does. But that is my theory. So anyways, here I am taking these pictures. Mm-hmm. Of the pictures, and I was like, "Yeah." I, now you're like, "Oh, I'm gonna, I can uh, make an internet meme of this yeah, some way." Right. I'm laughing to myself, and no one. I'm, luckily, I'm like, I better not get caught, so I'm like being real discreet. You right. Know, the like, guy Goodwill know. taps you on the shoulder. Goes, "Are you making memes about us? <laughs> Are you making memes? <laughs> you making jokes in here? You making jokes at the expense of the lovely-hearted people in those photographs? <laughs> you're going to hell." Yeah. The Heavy Sisters? I see you took a photograph of the Heavy Sisters portrait. <laughs> Why wouldn't you just buy it? 
Um, it was too expensive, sir. Yeah. I, want you, I want you out of this store now. <laughs> Make goodwill police officer. Yeah, you're making internet memes. You're you're photographing our items for the sake of humor. <laughs> That's correct. I was. There's nothing funny well, about this, this is, place at funny. all. Well, this is funny. This is well. It's now it's funny. It's actually uh, weird. Um, all of a sudden. Uh, I, I, I'm in the aisle, and I'm, I'm looking now at sweaters and stuff like that. And I'm, well, that's not too bad. That's all right, right? Sweater pick. And I still have all the stuff in my hands. The Trump wig, the, the bag game, the T-shirt, you know, <laughs> yeah. the mirror. Yeah, yeah. It's all still in my hand. Rather than getting a cart, I'm like, ah, I'm not getting any more than this. But I keep grabbing more stuff. Mm -hmm. Now I'm, like, doing the math. I'm like, I have to, like, 40 bucks in the will right now? This is not good. Yeah, yeah. We might have to start eliminating some. Anyways... I don't know where I'm not. I'm, I get too in depth of looking at this sweater, and the mirror slides underneath my arm, hits now the, just the one piece. Remember, I broke the handle off of it earlier. Now the other piece breaks. <laughs> now the other piece breaks and smashes. Oh no! And isn't it like really it's bad, bad luck, luck to break a mirror, especially at Goodwill? And then all of a sudden, I kept looking, and like I had this uh, uh, like eyeball headache. Oh no! And I was like, I gotta get out of here. And I like I laughed. Oh, you was, had like an anxiety attack. You're like something something crazy is about to happen. No, I don't know because I called you on the phone. I said, "You ever been into a Goodwill long enough where the smell gives you a headache?" Uh, <laughs> and the smell is like I've always been curious about that too because Goodwill does have a smell to it. There's a definite. Right? Yeah, it's like, uh, but it's it's, it's like this, a, is it, it an attic or a basement smell? Or no, is it like it's a, none of that. I think it's like they delouse the clothing. I don't think they have time to like wash everything that comes through there. I think they have like, like you know a spray that they just go, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's like some sort of pesticide that they just go <laughs> in the back of Goodwill before they throw all that stuff out. Because all the sh yeah, oh, Mike, Mike has a says, "What's the smell? Mildew and sorrow." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's actually a line of the Goodwill perfume. Yes, it is. <laughs> Dude, are you wearing mildew and sorrow? Oh my god. That's pretty hot. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So that was my experience at Goodwill, and it was one of the weirdest things that happened to me this week. Um, other than um, witnessing the new trailer for the, the Jason Statham movie, which was just like, what? Yeah. you Statham has a new movie out? The Beekeeper. The beekeeper. Yeah, but I don't. He's not. I don't think he's like a beekeeper, like a guy like wearing a bee suit. Like okay, you know, it's just a plan, right? Yeah, it's just a, a beekeeper. Is that about a guy <laughs> who takes care of bees? Well, anyways, I'm like watching a basketball game the other night, and all of a sudden the trailer comes on TV. Okay. And I'm like, oh, is that Statham? You know, you hear Statham's voice. I can't do like the British deep voice. The beekeeper official. Mike just pulled it up. Official. Yeah. Trailer. Well, like, there's a scene where he he ties a pickup truck to a guy's lap. Oh no, he is a beekeeper. He, oh yeah, Bill. Of course. Oh, I must have missed the opening. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh, there's. Oh, the, that's the, the mom from, from the Huxtables. Huxtables. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, we can't sit here. This is I not know, good radio. <laughs> we're, we're watching the beekeeper and telling people what's on the screen. Okay, so his hard drive gets infected. Something happens to the beekeeper. Well, go on. Anyways, you, you, know, um, you know, there's a gangster, of course. You know, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> there has to be first. So, you know, I said Seagal. No, we're on to Statham. Seagal's too old. Statham is getting all the old Seagal roles now. And maybe some Bruce Willis roles, but yeah. Uh, anyways, um, I, he's. Have you noticed in lately a lot of his movies he seems dirty all the time, like he's sweating or dirty? Is that, is oh, that... he's a little bit more unpolished than he yeah. used to be. Like, yeah, they kind of give him a little bit more of a Tim McGraw look. Yeah, kind you know? of. Yeah, like 
He's more, yeah. I, I, would, so I, I, I see what you're saying. So I'm watching it. He's then, wearing like car hearts and like, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah. And, and hat, yeah. But now he's got a suit on here. I don't know. I don't get it. The beekeepers, he wears suits, right. he wears car hearts. He's already See, that's what day. I would say. I'm watching the film and I'm going, wait, well, why the hell would a beekeeper have a $5,000 Versace suit <laughs> at his disposal? I killed a guy and put it on. Okay, fair know? enough. Because, <laughs> I mean, that's what the Every suit I have in this, I stole and robbed and killed a fool. Oh, that's not a bad statham. Is it? Yeah. Now give me my honey. Um, I'm the beekeeper. Yes. Anyways, um, the the one scene to end the trailer, he's you know he's he's got a guy on a skyscraper, and he's you know beats the crap out of her or whatever, mm-hmm. and then he somehow is has a pickup truck. I don't know how the pickup truck got on top of the skyscraper. Okay. But um, he's a beekeeper. He, uh, he ties the guy's leg to the uh, the hitch of the. Um, the the you know the pickup truck and uh, he ghost rides it off the uh, skyscraper you know like it's like the guy's like on a rope like getting pulled off the building while the you know the truck isn't it funny that they market like, that wow. in the trailer like look there's people getting killed and stuff yeah well we're at the point where we have to go leave our radio listeners yeah, already well, maybe then we'll we go to podcast about, land okay. maybe we'll talk more about the beekeeper maybe uh, or maybe we'll talk more about you know little Trump little you know goodwill who knows yeah. Uh, if you've enjoyed this last half hour, you can go to hibernianradio.org and find the archives of our show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can see us on the other side at Global Irish Radio. We'll be back.
Oh, yeah. Welcome back, Hoolies Hooli. Uh, for those of you who didn't listen to the bump, it was New Shoes, I Can't Wait, which is a song that very much would appear uh, right. at a Goodwill. And maybe riff, we, should ex- we should explain to our radio audience and mm-hmm. our podcasters yeah. that when you do hear like a bump like this, uh-huh. and as opposed to if you've been listening in the past couple of weeks where we've been taping the show, Oh, for the for there uh, are certain rules for YouTube. You mean for YouTube? So there are certain rules of of music and bumps that we can't use licensing issues licensing now. Issues when we decide to tape the podcast. Yep, um, or record it, videotape it. You know, yes. um, instead of the audio recording. Uh, so tonight we are not. So we we'll go back videotaping. Yeah, we can play with our old format a little bit. Yes. So which we can is go nice. back, and which we, is why you can listen use, to new shoes. Yes. Just so everybody's on the same page and understands. Mike at the break was like, Patty, where'd you come up with new shoes for this one? Like, what, what tease this? And I was telling him that MTV, the old MTV is back. Like, I, I've been serving. Well, like, I mean, this is their MTV one, it two, just says three. Like, like, you know, like, I, don't I don't know, know what like, it is, but there's a block for like three hours or four hours in the afternoon now while I'm sitting in my living room doing my work where I can turn that on in the background. And it just rips the best '80s jams for like four hours, '80s and '90s jams. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm and every now and then I'll glance and look back and watch the video, and I'm mesmerized because those videos were parts of were po- pieces of pop culture in in our you know youth. Sure. So I'm like, oh man, I forgot about this, you know, like. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I've been geeking out on that. So that's been you know I rediscovered MTV. Yeah. I'm so happy. Anyway. That's Good. what I was saying about new shoes. And new shoes was one of the songs I heard the other day, oh. and I was like, "Oh, I remember this. Everybody knows this, but nobody knows the artist." I'll throw it on this week on the show. There you go. I can't wait. Okay. Yeah. Is there anything that you can't wait for? I can't wait for uh, the NFL to be over with. Really? Seems like it's dragging on forever now. Like, nice. The play- playoff weekend is upon us. I know, and I don't. Well, because we're out of it, so I'm like, eh, I don't oh, care. You yeah. know. Um, but yeah, that's been in the national championship. Michigan, Billy Boy, they won it. That was pretty impressive. It was it was real impressive uh, because I believe that we kind of did we last week say that maybe Washington was going to squeak this out in in a stunner. We did. We were wrong. We were way wrong. Yeah. Uh, and we're was, not right about a lot of things, though. No, not at all. Mike has a note he's about to flash to me. Farewell to Bill Belichick. No, yeah. it's been a big week in sports. Saban retired. Right. You know. Um, which is really hard for us because we're in deep in development on Varsity Blues 3, and Saban <laughs> and Harbaugh both have significant roles. Yeah, but nobody said that Saban's acting career was done. No. no. Yeah, man. Oh, I mean, man. he'll probably still be doing commercials and stuff. But. Sure. I wonder, do you think Saban would ever come on our show? He might probably have not. I don't know, maybe. I'd be like Saban. I'm, I, I wouldn't call him Saban. I'd call him Saban the whole show. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't call him Nick Saban or Coach. I'd just go Saban. Yeah. Let me ask you something. I mean, that's kind of Pat McAfee. You're like, Saban, let me ask you, man. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, real hair or fake hair? What do you got going up there? Let me see that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Saban, class guy. I mean, hell of a run in Alabama. Hell of a run. Him and Belichick were coaches together with the Cleveland Browns at one time. Did you okay. Know that? Yeah. yeah. So they're, they're from the same pedigree. A lot of people were ragging on Bel- Bill Belichick because uh, I didn't most of his he, wins came really, from Peyton, from I, uh, Brady's career with him. I didn't realize that it was 24 years that he was there. I mean, it's nuts to me. Who, Belichick? Yeah. Yeah, that was a long, he was there a long time. That's a long run. Almost a quarter century, my friend. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. like crazy to think about in professional sports. You'll never see that again ever in professional sports. 
like coaches like that. I mean, like, and Phil Jackson didn't even last 23. You know, like, you're trying to think about somebody's legacy. You know, like, Red Auerbach, you could think about, you sure. know, George oh. Hallis, Tom Landry with the, you know, Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys. I mean, Belichick's in that company now. He's like, Vince you know, Pat Riley with the Lakers, you know, um, in the Heat. But, um, yeah, I, I like guys you. that coach for like 25 in professional level, like didn't you know they may have lost a job, went to another franchise. Like Belichick's looking well, at. Well, not like, only did they coach at an elite level, they won at an yeah, elite level. Yeah, exactly. A lot. I know it's nuts. Um, so yeah, big week in sports. Uh, Bears got rid of uh, Luke Getzey. He's gone. There'll be a new offensive coordinator next year here in Chicago. Um, I don't know. You know they're saying they're keeping Fluce. Aberfluss. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Things could always change. Um, do you think Jim Harbaugh? First of all, let's get back to Harbaugh land. Uh, the Harbaugh's were front and center family story for the national championship. Clearly, sure. right? Yeah. Mr. and Mrs. Harbaugh, like Jack's mom and dad, became uh, how you know? It's not like they're they don't interview Mr. and Mrs. You know, Grandpa Saban when when Alabama wins. Yeah, but Grandpa Saban didn't coach college football for twenty five plus years or whatever. That's he did. true. Okay, you I know, get like, it. It's yeah. a coaching. It's a legacy. Thing. It's a family yeah. tree. Yeah, yeah. No, I and. Uh, that I enjoyed. It was fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jim Harbaugh is not, he doesn't seem like the Jim Harbaugh I remember as a kid. Like he's completely changed. I or mean, maybe, maybe, I guess the lens on him has changed in culture. He just looks like an older man. I don't know. I've just, I just, I don't know. Um, because he wasn't that good on the Bears when we were a kid, right? No. So you're just like, oh, whatever. Like, in fact, I just remember most of the fans and like our dads being like, ah! Harbaugh, this heart, you know. Right. Ditko was probably in Florida watching Harbaugh win that Michigan thing, going, "This mother," you know, like <laughs> you, can't, you can't believe it, you know. Um, maybe I don't know, you know. Maybe it's different styles. Or there are cl- there close friends that we don't even know about. Yeah, it, you I don't. Know? Know. Yeah, this is just my spec, right? Um, but watching Harbaugh, like, and then the controversy. I mean, there, Saban had controversies too during his time in Alabama, right? Do you think that that's something that just comes with the job when you get to the top like that? That you're like, no matter what, you're just going to have to deal with that. Like, even if they're, you know, are, do I think that they actually occur? I think every team in all of sports does tries to just something to give themselves an edge, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think that, um, you know, what the bylaws are on what's legal and what's not is a very gray space, especially in the, today's world of technology, especially like sign stealing and all that stuff. Well, it's one of those, you know, um, I suppose if you have, it, it's so funny that like working forward that are the coaching staffs going to have to start deploying like AI models and things like that to, to assist them. And, yeah. and Probably. are you considered a better coach for in, in integrating those practices into your coaching or are you a cheater, you know? Um, and that's kind of what I think the whole science dealing and like all that stuff was like about. And so to watch Harbaugh get to the top and then win it. I was like, well, I guess if he did it, it sure worked, <laughs> you know, like because I did not think Michigan was gonna. I watched them all year. I didn't, you know, they. Are, I didn't either. I didn't. They were ranked high all year. I was like, ah, they play Alabama. They're gonna get smacked by Alabama. I know. And then it didn't happen. And then they beat Alabama. And then we saw this great Washington team come up. The Michigan D was great. They the really past, were like four, like month. they were yeah. all year. What are we saying? They won the national championship. They were the best on both sides of the ball. You have to be to win it. So yeah. Um, but anyway, that was the, the big, you know, and it was kind of, it wasn't a fun game. I, I really thought that it was going to be a much closer game, yeah. especially with all the hype around Michael Penix Jr. But then they had no, their, re, their running back was injured. Yeah. And I was like, they couldn't run the ball against Michigan at all. And I was, and really changed the game significantly. But 
Well, the Cubs and White Sox made some moves, at least. Yep. The Cubs signed, uh, I believe, this Japanese pitcher. I, I, I don't know his name. I can't pronounce it, but uh, mm-hmm. he's probably going to be like a middle-of-the-rotation guy for them. Okay. Um, so that's kind of exciting for them. Uh, and the White Sox, you know, I guess you just could call them the Chicago-Kansas City Royals. Uh, um, we got another person from the Royals again. Yeah. We got uh, our new assistant um, VP or whatever. Um uh, a gentleman named Wong is coming over to be, I don't know, is it baseball operations? He's going to be the okay. v- VP of baseball ops. Mr. Wong. So it's like everybody from Kansas City now. Rafal, Gats, Wong. It's like, what's going on over here? Yeah. But yeah. that's what you do when you get hired in big jobs. You hire your friends, I guess, right? Well, there is some truth to that. You know, yeah. I mean, I do think that when people get to the top, they have to look around and say, how did I get here? And if there is room for me to be able to at least you know, politic a bit to try to get my guys in who are going to have my back, mm-hmm. it will help us as a unit thrive as an organization, right? Rather than having all these meshing personalities that you don't know and having to start over again. So I do think it's common, um, uh, whether the fans like it or not, you know, especially if they're dismayed at already that we're, we're cherry picking off a, a C-level organization that, you know, hasn't won a, they won a World Series more you know recently than the White Sox have, but right. traditionally the, they have not been the best. But I, I, I see what you're saying, Bill. Yeah, um, I've been dealing with you know kids are back to school this week. Yep, uh, my daughter's finals. You know, extremely frustrated uh, in her in her high school basketball season this year. Mm. Extremely mm-hmm. uh, upset and and barking at me. And has asked, she was like, I want you to write a note. So this is how, I love this about my daughter, actually, because not a lot of kids would do this. Right. Charlotte walked up to the athletic director of the school. Oh, boy. And and said, I want to talk to you, you know, and then expressed her dismay at at the coaching, (laughs) at uh, not not her her playing time. Yeah. Um, Wanted to know why. Wanted to know why she was getting a 4.0 grade point average in girls on the team. We're getting failing grades and still starting in the basketball games, uh, showing up late to practice, and we're still getting blown out. So her argument is, if we're this bad, why are you still playing the same players that are this bad and they also have bad grades? Like, start integrating the other players on the bench into the games more and, and developing a different chemistry because the chemistry that is currently on the floor is getting blown out anyway. She's got you a know? point. you got to try something new. Um but I loved the fact that she had the gumption to go do that. You I know, never I told her to do it. Yeah. I was like, you know, Charlotte, if you got a beef, go make the beef yourself first, and then I'll back you up, right? Uh, and she was like, I was, and you know, I said, you're playing with fire here, you know, because if it does get back to the coaching staff, you're you're going to be blacklisted forever. Like they're probably just you'll you'll remain a bench player, you know? Right. Her logic was, well, I'm already a bench player anyway. Can't get any worse, you know. And I was like, yeah. And she was like, uh, there's hypocrisy. I'm going to call it out. I don't like it. And I'm going to say something about it. Um, because she was complaining to the coach. And the coach is like, Charlotte, you're such an intricate member of the team and your spirit is so good. Oh, like, you know? come And on. she's like, well, why don't I play more? That girl, I'm, you got me tutoring that girl who's got horrible grades and we're still losing by 40, you know? And you cried once. She said that her coach cried after a game and yelled at him. Oh, gosh. Her coach is only 21 years old. Okay. Right. And I'm like, this is insane, you know. Like, something. It's not. It's like that's the problem right there. It's like the the, the maturity. There's no maturity level, right? Um, but so Charlotte can see it, you mm-hmm. know. 
And and so she's like, it's ruining my love for basketball. Like, what do I do? Do I just quit? You know, she's like, I'm like, that's entirely up to you. You can quit if you want. You know, I don't like people that quit, but if you feel that you can use your energy towards something else that you also love and do and be better at it, then do it. You know, you know what you could do? You could you if you want to quit, you can quit and then tell the AD I'll be coming out for sophomore team. And you know, until the head coach. Of no, the I told Charlotte. I said, "Here's what you should do." I'm not finishing the season with this person. No, as my coach. I said, "I said you can make your beef, make your point known, right? Be be classy, be willing to and open to listen to their retort, right? Try to find a middle ground, work around it, and keep doing your own thing, you know? Because if you are right, and it, it'll it'll eventually implode on itself, you know, and you won't have to be this, you know, you know, they might appreciate it. You know, in some way. Yeah. Um, but if not, you do. You're right. You have nothing to lose. You can go on and move forward. In fact, I was impressed by it. I was like, it shows a lot of maturity and a lot of leadership qualities in you. Because she went to the other girls on the team who were also dismayed and feel the way that she does, and they were too chicken to go with her to the AD's office. Mm. They were like, No, nah, I don't want to do that. Like, I'm too scared to do that. You know. And Charlotte was like, Why? You don't play anyway. What difference does it make? You know. And what's interesting about Charlotte having the gumption to do something like that. First and foremost, even when we were in high school, I don't know if I would have done that, okay? No, me neither. Because I think because of the transfer portal and the frequency of how kids moved across high schools now and even in colleges, that they got this chip on their shoulder now where they're like, no, no, no. You need us more than we need you, you know? And they have a, they're just a little ballsier about saying, you know, calling out hypocrisies or saying things that, you know, Calling things out, you know, mm-hmm. where when we were younger, we just kind of just sat down and took it and was like, oh, I guess, you know, I guess the guy's going to be prejudiced towards me and just doesn't want to play me, you know, because he likes that kid more, you know, like there wasn't, you know, they wouldn't call the logic out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I remember if you, if you were the kid on the team who did something like that and it got back to the coaches, you were toast. you're done. Like you're, you're probably never going to play again. Um and now I'm reading all these articles in the papers about, you know, parents are suing the coaches like crazy. That's, I mean, that's insanity. Come on. That's insanity. But uh, it has gotten to that level, you know, in, in many places. Because, you know what? These kids that are really good at these sports, there's big money in it for them. And NIL after after school. Sure. You know? Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I don't know. like and the, And they all know it now, too. You know, like the, the way that these kids are, especially student athletes in high school, are approaching their careers now in in high school, th- far different than we were all sitting around going, "Well, I hope that you know Saban calls me." You know, JJ McCarthy made five million in NIL money. Like yeah, that. that's insane. You know. Yeah, but what? I'm, granted, he donated most of it to his charity organization that he started for pediatric like cancer research god bless which him. is great for him he didn't like yeah. keep any of the money cause... well that's part of creating a brand and a pr image as well like, sure. he has a good agent telling him not to be a pig and go and buy ferraris and do crazy things right mm-hmm. um so they're like no no you're you're the all-american quarterback you got to be the all-american good guy you know that's the role you're going to play so of course he did that sure you Who know doesn't want to be roger well, staubach well know? but what i'm saying is that you don't need to go to michigan to create a profile or brand for yourself to make money because these kids all have phones in their hands now and they can just film all their own highlights right and brand themselves on the internet on tiktok and all these other places and uh yeah but how much of the highlights are fake and edited probably a lot you know what i mean but what i'm saying is is that these kids have this kind of 
power in their hand over a lot of the coaching staffs where they're like, it's much different. They're like, we I'll ruin this program. You know, like and some oh, kid boy. can, you know, and if the kid's a savvy media guy, like the, I think these coaches would probably have to take taking out Coach Kilmer with my media savviness. We just figured out Act Three to Varsity Blues Three. <laughs> we just right. figured it out. It's about a kid who's creating videos for himself, and it, he's, you know, uh, Coach Kilmer from the, he's from getting, the West Canyon Coyotes he's, is he's, mad about he's, it. He's, he's, yeah, but I thought he was a senator in this movie. He is a senator. Oh, wait, I forgot, though. Well, he could be a senator because we don't know what happened in part two. Well, Kevin Sorbo Dude. plays one of the coaches. That's again. right, but we don't m- remember part two was just an opening, and then you figure out yeah. whatever happened in part two. There is whatever. no part two. Part yeah. two is a figment of whatever happens in part three. <laughs> Yeah. Just like the last quarter of this program coming up. Because we gotta <laughs> oh, take, yeah. Yeah, we got to go commercial break. Okay. More Hoolies Hoolie after these. When your family has suffered a loss, the Sheehy family will be there for you. Robert J. Sheehy and Sons Funeral Homes are third-generation family-owned and operated. The Sheehy family has dedicated many years of their lives serving families throughout Chicago and the southwest suburbs. The Robert J. Sheehy and Sons Funeral Home was incorporated in 1913 as a storefront at 76th and Halstead Street in Chicago. At the time, this was one of the few standalone funeral homes of its kind and was to be the first of many to come bearing the Sheehy name. The founder, Roger Sheehy Sr., was soon joined in business by his three sons, Roger Jr., Jack, and Bob. The four provided a personal service that became a foundation for success. This trademark of service is evident 98 years later as Bob and Jim Sheehy, third generation, own and operate two locations in Orland Park and Burbank. As a family-owned and operated funeral home, the Sheehys believe the one thing that separates them from the others is the personal service they can provide. The name on their sign outside the funeral home should mean something. For them, it's very important that everyone be treated as if they were family, friend, or neighbor, as they very well could be. The Sheehy's entire staff consists of individuals who care about each and every family they serve. Every detail is handled in a professional and personal manner. On a daily basis, the directors Bill Kiley, Mike Rico, and John Sullivan, and all of their other staff take great, great pride in their work, serving families as if they were their own. The Sheehy's pride themselves on offering the highest level of professionalism with every family they serve. Robert J. Sheehy and Sons Funeral Homes, here for you since 1913. Flood Brothers Disposal was started over 90 years ago by their grandfather. With more than 20 family members still involved with the day-to-day operations, the floods are service-oriented and believe that the right way is the only way to do something. Flood Brothers is price competitive and still offers the personal touch in an industry-trending corporate. For client-centric service without all the corporate garbage, call Flood Brothers today for a quote on your solid waste recycling and yard waste collection services. Call Bob Flood today at 630-261-0400 or go online at floodbrothersdisposal.com. Chicago Southsiders have always known where to get the best pizza on earth. Fox's Pizza. For over a half century, the Fox family has been creating that delicious thin crust za that your mouth will tell you, this can only be Fox's. It's a Chicago Beverly neighborhood institution at 99th and Western, as well as in South Suburban Orland Park, where they combine delicious food with an Irish pub ambiance. Fox's is owned by Tom and Frank Fox, whose parents, Frank and Therese, bought the Western Avenue location from Al Capone's sister back in 1964. The Fox family opened the doors to their Orland Park location in 1973 at 143rd and Ravinia Avenue. Chicagoans will recognize the stone turrets of their Irish castle, where great times have been celebrated for generations. Fox's is perfect for the whole family. Pickup or delivery. 
where you can dine in, relax, and have a cocktail with your dinner. Whether it's steak, ribs, chicken, or especially pizza, it's all good. Having a party? Fox's also does catering. Call Fox's in Chicago's Beverly neighborhood at 773-239-3212 or in South Suburban Orland Park at 708-349-2111. Mention this show for a free toothpick. Hey, listeners, I know we don't talk about finance much on this show, outside maybe the amazing Bitcoin the musical, which we currently have in development. But I do want to take a moment and tell you about two brothers who make this show possible and why you should consider having an honest conversation with them about the future of your finances. Mike and Dan Madden are the brains behind Madden Funds. They've been lifelong friends to Bill Clay and me, and we entrust the Maddens with our money and the precious donations of our listeners so we don't let outrageous ideas get the best of us. And you should, too. Do yourself a favor and reach out to Dan or Mike Madden today to book a consultation on the future of your finances. If you have questions about your financial future or current situation, give them a call. The number is 708-848-3200. Again, that number is 708-848-3200. Or you can visit their website, Madden Funds, at www.maddenfunds.com. Again, www.maddenfunds.com. Yeah. Oh. Welcome back, Huli I think it's Imagination is the name of the song. Is that oh. am I right, Mike? It's Fascination. Fascinate, not Imagination. Fascination. Who does this number? Human League. Oh. Daddy, leave me alone. I'm listening to the Human League by myself. Mm-hmm. Close the door. Yeah. Thank you, Mike. Good 80s bump. Yeah. Talking about the frustration of uh, my daughter's basketball team. Everything will get, you know, it's teenage before stuff. the break. It is teenage stuff. Because I was like, what's irking you more? And she was like, really? It's not about being a bench player so much. It's the arrogance of the other girls on the team that start and we suck. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I get it. You know, she's like, I wish there was just a better culture about that. And like, and they're all just kind of, she's like, I think it maybe they're, it, because we're so bad, everybody kind of knows that the, their jobs are wide open. So maybe that's created a little bit more friction and we haven't gelled the, the way that we should. But um, yeah, that's been my frustration for her, you know, but uh, her to have the gumption to go out and do that, that blew my mind. I had to send her, her the AD a note, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I often get kind of, you know, should I or should I not do something like that? Um, but in this instance, he said to her, well, maybe we'll schedule a meeting with you and, my, and your dad and uh, maybe one of the coaches and we'll talk about it. No, no. <laughs> like once you, you know, I'm, we're going to bring the other coach in now and I'm going to talk to him and be like, well, because I'm not, I don't want to be the parent who's like, play my daughter right now. You know, I'm not like that at all. Right. You know, right. I'm just saying that Charlotte is outspoken. She's going to call hypocrisy out when she sees it. And she did, right? And it should be addressed. There's an elephant in the room, right? Um, You know, and and Charlotte's like, I don't care if she doesn't want to play me after that. But, like, it should be addressed. Like, the team is falling apart, you know? I'm like, okay, I get it. What's their record? They won, like, two? They're, like, two and, like, like 11 or 12. Oh, they're staying. They're like Scott Howard in Teen Wolf Band before he becomes the wolf. Maybe... Somebody's got to become the wolf. That's what I said to her. I said, somebody's <laughs> got to be. Charlotte? Should have wrote that in your email. Where's the wolf? Right. You know? You know that song like Win in the End that they play? Yeah, maybe we'll play it at the end of this. We might. Um, but Mark Saffron sings it. Yes, he does. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. It's one of our jams. It is, yeah. There's another song in the Teen Wolf soundtrack that's amazing, too, called Shooting for the Stars, I think. Oh, yeah. 
Shooting for the star. Or, I know. That's when uh, he finally kisses Boof. Yeah. Yeah. I should play that when I walk into the athletic director's <laughs> office. <laughs> walk in with a beaver's outfit as the wolf. Like, I don't want to be like, see- this is absolutely absurd. Right. How are you? I'm Mr. Houlihan. Uh, first of all, before we even discuss anything, I want to watch the last six minutes of Teen Wolf with you. Because it's going to be extremely important. I mean, at I'm least the coach in Teen Wolf was a motivator a little bit, you know? Oh, a great comic who played the t- uh, the coach in Teen Wolf. Uh, shoot, what's his name? He was on Letterman all the time. A friend of Dave's. Uh, Anyways, yeah. he was, hey, Scott, where's the wolf? He's chewing the gum all the time. Right. He's eating hard-boiled eggs with salt. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, he was a, rem- a rememberable character, along with uh, the fat guy that played Francis in Pee Wee Herman. Yeah, he's also, he plays Chubby. Uh, he plays Chubbs. Chubbs in, uh, in, uh, in, Teen, in Wolf. Teen Wolf. Yeah, and uh, your great friend—not uh, your great friend, but you love the actor uh, Jerry Levine plays. Um, yes, style. Jerry Levine does play style. Jay Tarsus. Thank you, Mike. Jay oh, Tarsus played his... the coach in Teen Wolf. Oh, yeah. There you go. He was also on Cheers. Uh, as a regular, I believe, Jay Tarsus. And he may have played, I think he played either Carla's husband or brother. Okay. Well, yeah, I think that you should go into the 80s office dressed as the wolf. Um, I'm going to say, where's Jay Tarsus? We need him. <laughs> Can we hire Jay Tarsus to coach the girls team Can next year? Can we hire Jerry Tarkanian? Can we get him out of uh, retirement to come coach these kids? My, well, know. mine of my fears is that all of a sudden the AD is going to be like, do you want to coach a team? Do you want to take it over? No. You know, no, he'd be like, no, no, uh, no, no, no. And you know, be like, well... You can do well, it. Well, you're talking you... a big game right now here, Pat. You know? Like, mm, no, no, I, that's, could... I don't. It just, I just want to make it known, you know? And then they'll probably say, cool, point taken. I'll get out of here. Yeah. You know? Cool, point like... taken. I'll get out of here. <laughs> and then you can That'd be, be an like, well, year. take these mm-hmm. tuition dollars and stick it, you know? No way. We love the school. Mm-hmm. You know? I'm not going to get into that kind of a beef. Yeah. I told Charlotte, I was like, you know? Just use your energy towards something else. You know, you, you went downstate and track. You did great, you know. Like, yeah. track's coming up in the spring. You want to just start, you know, work or getting on that again. Like, let it go, you know. And she's like, well, I, you know, I really feel like that there, there's hope in this team. Like, we can turn. She's very optimistic about that kind of thing, you know, and passionate. And that's a good thing, you know, mm-hmm. that she's not right, ready to just quite quit. She's a bit more of a fighter about it. Um and so that's, I mean, it's what funny. About volleyball? That's a She's good, you know, you know, it's, it's a good lesson for me as a parent as I get older. Because sometimes my kids do things that surprise me where I go, boy, you know, I'm glad that you have that level of maturity about yourself because I didn't when I was that age, you know? Yeah. Um, I was, you know, I was more mad and like, it's not fair. The world's not fair. And, you know, um, I guess I'll just go home and watch Varsity Blues by myself. <laughs> Or Teen Wolf. Or Teen Wolf. Get yeah. a bag of Doritos and enjoy us. Right. Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf was an old WGN classic afternoon. You know, that, Bad Boys. Oh, with Sean Penn. And all the other, you know, great ones. Warriors. I bet you if, uh, if, if, if WGN went back to that aesthetic and started, like, showing all those movies this winter on Sundays, oh, their yeah. ratings would go through the <laughs> roof. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Heaven Help Us. Isn't that the movie with Matt Damon? The but outsiders, not, no, no, Matt, not Matt Damon. Uh, Matt Dillon. Matt Dillon's in that. Yeah, that's a good. Where they all go to the Catholic boys' school. Yes, with yeah. Andrew McCarthy. Yeah, that's a good movie. John Hurd, I believe, is also in that. Mm-hmm. We're talking eighties movies. <laughs> 
Some phenomenal films made in the 80s. I think we're at the end. We are. Mike's giving me the high nod. Yep. Another fun week, Billy. Mm-hmm. Always enjoy it. Uh, we do miss Clay. I hope he's going to come back soon. Yep. i got to give him a call and be like, we need you back in the room. Yep. I uh, want to thank our sponsors again. Fox's Pizza in Orland Park and Mokina. Yes. Flood Brothers Disposal. Mm-hmm. Madden Funds. Yep. And Guinness Irish Stout. Once again, go to hibernianradio.org to listen to archives of this show or go to iTunes and look for Hooli's Hooli Show. Ooh, we're going out with little Mark Saffron from Teen Wolf, winning Win the, the end. end. Yep. Good call, Billy. Bye. I never thought I would